0: Thanks for joining us. Coming up on NTD Business. Investors closely watching the CPI inflation report this week. What are some of the biggest questions the market is hoping it will answer? We speak to a veteran investor. Stricter vehicle emission standards coming. The EPA expected to propose new rules. What would it mean for the auto industry? Electric vehicle maker Tesla expanding in China, planning to open a new battery factory in the country. Apple computer shipments plummet and the rest of the PC industry is also hurting. What's going on? An abortion drug maker trying to halt a recent ruling to keep its drug on the market. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Don Ma here. On Wall Street, stocks ended mixed today after clawing back some steep losses. The Dow added 101 points, or 0.3%, S&P gained 4 points, or 0.1%, and the Nasdaq fell 4 points. U.S. consumers are starting to feel credit is getting more difficult to access, according to a new survey from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York began conducting its survey of consumer expectations in 2013. The number of respondents who said it's harder to obtain credit compared to one year ago climbed to the highest level in the survey's history. Consumers' year-ahead inflation expectations also increased for the first time since October. That marked the largest jump in one-year inflation expectations since March of last year. Investors now are closely watching the Consumer Price Inflation Report this Wednesday. Joining me is Lance Roberts, Chief Investment Strategist at RIA Advisors. Now we have the CPI report later this week. What do you think is the big question that the market is looking for the CPI to answer?
1: Well, really, the the, the issue is whether or not inflation is falling at a pace that is fast enough to get the Federal Reserve to stop hiking interest rates. And, you know, as Jerome Powell stated at the last FOMC meeting, he said inflation is nowhere near our target rate of 2%. We need to see a sustained path towards that 2% target rate. So what the market's looking for is inflation data that shows that inflation is truly heading towards that 2% rate. Unfortunately, some of the employment data and other things that we've gotten suggest, and, and when we take a look at what we call the core CPI, which is stripping out some of the, the variability like energy prices, that has remained very sticky. So what the Fed looks at is core and some of the, the economic data suggests that inflation isn't coming down as fast
0: as the Fed would like. Now, on the topic of recession, a strong case can be made about uh, one happening this year. Now, what is the market saying, and what is it betting? Uh, the mar- well, the market—it's <laughs> kind of interesting. The market's
1: betting on the idea that the Fed is going to be cutting rates by July. In fact, if you look at Fed fund futures, which is the prediction by the market of what the Fed's going to do. It's vastly different than what Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve have been saying, which is we're going to hike rates to 5% and we're going to stay there for a period of time like the rest of this year. The market's expecting rate cuts to start in July and have as many as 110 basis points of cuts by a year end. That's a very different outcome the market is betting on than what the Fed is saying.
0: What's your outlook on uh, earnings this season?
1: Well, earnings have come down a lot. So at the beginning of this year, uh, if we go back and, and you know to, to May of last year, pretty much, um, estimates for the first quarter earnings were at about $225 a share. We're now down to $172 a share. So earnings have been lowered dramatically going into Q1. So as what we'll probably see is companies meeting estimates, um, beating estimates you know, by a very small margin. The thing to pay attention to, though, is what do these companies say about the rest of this year? Are they seeing a recovery in in the economy? Are they seeing a recovery in earnings? Do they see a a, a stronger economic environment that they will look to hire into? Um, those are going to be the more important questions, I think, for investors to pay attention to is what that outlook looks like for the rest of this year.
0: Okay. One last thing in, in today's uh, live show, you said the market will not make you rich. That was very interesting would you like to expand on that sure you know the
1: the thing is
0: is that people you know look at the stock market
1: as the get rich quick kind of machine right i'm gonna i'm gonna invest you know some money and i'm gonna buy some stocks and they're gonna go up a lot and that replaces my need to save money my my investments will take care of my savings for me and that's not how the markets are designed to work the markets are designed to make sure that your savings are growing at the rate of inflation over time so that you maintain that purchasing power in the future on your savings. But if you start treating the market like a casino, it'll treat you like a casino. And and as as is always the case, the house wins. So if you gamble in the market, you're going to wind up losing money. If you invest to grow your savings at a conservative rate in order to make sure that those savings are there in the future and you're saving aggressively for your retirement, the market will treat you well and you'll be very
0: successful in the long run. Now, if the market is simply for maintaining value of your money against inflation, what if inflation right. is at 2%? Uh, does, does that matter? Yeah, it matters a lot because if inflation's
1: at 2%, then I don't need to go take risks to generate 7 or 8% a year. And see, the more I want in terms of return, the more risk I have to take. Risk is not a function. Of how much money i make in the markets it's how much i lose when i'm wrong and this is why even though the market was down 20 percent last year retail investors lost more than that so they destroyed years of earnings in their portfolios by losing money in the markets last year and so this is why it's always very important you don't take more risk in the market than what you need because again if i take more risk i suffer bigger losses and losses are far more important to my portfolio
0: returns long
1: time than just making money.
0: I see. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Always great to have your comments. My pleasure as always. Thank you for having me. An abortion drug manufacturer is seeking to halt a recent ruling that would revoke the FDA's approval. Danko, the company that manufactures Mifepristone, says it will ask the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to stay the ruling. The ruling was made Friday by a Texas judge. An attorney for Danko says the Fifth Circuit Court would either issue a temporary stay, which would give them more time to consider their decision, or they would stay the ruling entirely, which would mean the pill remains on the market. Danko's attorney says if a stay isn't granted, the company will likely appeal the case to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Justice Department says it has asked the Fifth Circuit for a stay on behalf of the FDA. Mifapristone is currently used in half of the abortions in the US. It's been on the market for 23 years and has been taken by more than 5 million women. The Environmental Protection Agency expected to take steps in the coming days to tighten restrictions on emission standards. The proposed rule changes, if implemented, would require two-thirds of all new passenger vehicles sold in the US to be electric by 2032. The New York Times was the first to report on this. The federal government isn't the only one trying to make changes, though. California regulators voted last year to ban the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035 and set interim targets to phase out these cars. Other states are also expected to adopt these new rules. Tesla expanding in China. On Sunday, the company announced it plans to open a Megapack battery factory in Shanghai. Now, Tesla already has a Gigafactory in Shanghai that makes cars. The Megapack stores electricity generated by renewable energy. This is to reduce the vehicle's reliance on coal and natural gas. Tesla is taking advantage of China's battery supply chain to lower the costs of its products. This is all in an effort to meet increasing demand for energy storage. The chairman of the Chinese battery giant CATL, a longtime partner of Tesla, claimed that the battery market will eventually be larger than the electric vehicle market itself. In 2019, the company began producing Model 3 cars in Shanghai and is now capable of producing 22,000 cars per week. Apple's first quarter PC sales down drastically this year compared to the same time last year. PC makers worldwide saw a combined sales drop of 29%, putting them below the levels of early 2019. NTD Sean Marshall has more.
2: Apple had the worst Q1 PC shipment performance out of a number of PC makers, all of which saw steep shipment drops compared to quarter one of 2022. Lenovo, HP, Dell, and ASUS also had declines, that's according to a new IDC report. It cites excess inventory and a deteriorating macroeconomic climate as contributing factors. I asked electronics industry analyst Bob Bilbrook for his analysis.
3: People aren't using computers as much as they
1: used to. They're using more mobile computing devices or on-body computing devices now. So standard laptops and desktops have declined just because the usage rate is way down.
2: Personally, with the power of cell phones, my home PC hasn't been used enough to cause much wear and tear. Possibly a similar situation for others who don't do video editing, gaming, or work from home. Bill Brooks said he recently upgraded his personal computer.
1: Um, because I like to do computing from one device, I take my laptop from my office to my home, and I hook it into this monitor when I'm at the office, and I hook it into a different monitor home, and to run that huge gaming monitor, I had to have that kind of capacity uh, for and kind of uh, power within that computing device, so that's why I, I upgraded.
2: PC shipments numbered 56.9 million in the first quarter of this year, down from 80.2 million in the same period last year. The IDC report notes that the pause in growth and demand is also giving the supply chain some room to make changes as many factories begin to explore production options outside China. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: Apple shares down 1.6% today. Apple has been sued by Chinese search engine Baidu. It's over what Baidu says is fake copies of its AI chatbot Ernie on Apple's App Store. The company launched the Ernie bot last month. The AI-powered bot has been touted as China's closest answer to chat GPT. Baidu says there is no official Ernie app yet, and it filed lawsuits in Beijing against Apple and the developers of the fakes. The company alleges that Apple and others have developed counterfeit applications of its Ernie bot. We reached out to Apple. The Ernie bot is only available to users who apply for and receive access codes do also warned against people selling the codes. Sky News Australia has bid TikTok farewell. It says it will stop publishing on the app to protect its reporters and audiences from security risks. Take a look.
3: The conservative news channel called TikTok a spy network masquerading as a social media platform. It says the risks of being on TikTok are far too great for any serious news publisher to ignore. It also says the gains are negligible at best. The media agency is one of the first major outlets in Australia to publicly boycott TikTok. Sky News also says TikTok is the only developed social media platform that doesn't have a real commercial use strategy for content creators.
0: We'll take a quick break now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, please email us at business at ntd.com. Silicon, the number of AI-powered startups and apps skyrocketing. How are they built? We take a closer look. The FBI warning to steer clear of free USB charging stations. What's the concern? That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. After ChatGPT came out, we've been flooded by a wave of AI-powered startups and apps. And we can see this being exemplified at a tech event called Y Combinator's Demo Days. This tech event is where startups pitch their companies to investors. Y Combinator is a tech startup accelerator. There were over 280 startups being presented at the event and AI startups were a significant chunk of that number. Now, here's some examples. There was an there was an app called Type. It's an AI-powered document editor. There was an app called Iliad, an AI-powered video game art generator. Layup, an AI-powered app that lets you control multiple apps all at once. So with this big wave of startups and apps coming right after ChatGPT, it's worth finding out how exactly are these apps made. It's a question worth answering, maybe it'll even give you inspiration for your own startup. ChatGPT is an AI chatbot that intelligently responds to any prompt. Many of the startups mostly just combine their own code with an AI model like ChatGPT. We talked with AI expert Rami Akili. His company uses this method to produce an AI-powered writing tool called UMaker. He says AI has made it a lot easier to start your own tech company
3: ever since computers were invented um, us humans we had to interface with computers in their language or what ai did in general these large language models it basically allowed machines to understand humans so now in order to build tech we don't need necessarily to learn programming to the level that we used to we still need some basics
0: these basics, Akili says, include knowing how tech is structured. He says software development right now is very modular. People can just grab different modules and plug them into their app. And many startups are doing just that. We talked with Professor Jed McCasco He and his team created their own AI engine to power the website called academicinfluence.com. This is a website that uses AI to rank schools. McCaskill says building on top of an existing engine is a lot easier than starting from scratch.
1: Especially if it's like something nobody had thought of doing, that right there is worth the money because you didn't think of using AI in this way. So now you go to this company, and they're like, yes, yes, you can use AI like this.
0: And so you're really paying for them having that idea that, yeah, we can even use it for this. But keep in mind, just because you have a company that uses an AI engine doesn't mean you'll be successful. We talked with AI researcher Alexander DeRitter, who's been in this field since 2008. DeRitter's AI-powered market firm, inc also uses GPT as the foundation. He expects only a small number of these AI startups to succeed.
3: The world is changing really rapidly, and for VC to invest in a company, You have to pick a company that is not just building a flimsy layer on top of an already existing model, but instead is doing something profound.
0: De says these firms need real market traction, real revenue, a brand, and maybe most important of all, unique data. If you have data that other companies don't have, for example, medical research data, then maybe you can provide services that they can't. Also, apps may be weeded out each time the foundational model gets better. For example, the next version of ChatGPT may be able to do all the things your app does currently. Maybe even better, it could make your app obsolete.
3: The key thing for these startups is going to be how quickly they can gain market share and actual real customers so that they can start getting access to data that will allow them to survive uh, the next large language model update. So by that time the next large language model comes out, they have to have a moat.
0: Y Combinator's Demo Day is a private invitation-only annual event. Only 1,500 investors and reporters are invited to come. Moving on, the FBI is warning people to avoid using free charging stations to protect your personal data. Free USB ports are commonplace at airports, hotels, and shopping centers. But the FBI says bad guys can use these free charging stations to install malware onto consumer devices. FBI Denver issued the guidance on Twitter last week. The Federal Communications Commission calls the illegal practice juice jacking. The agency issued similar warnings to consumers in 2021. Bad actors can use the malware to steal personal data like usernames and passwords. The feds recommend that you use your own charger, USB cord, or use an outlet instead. Still to come, big momentum for a faith based film, scoring big at the box office. We talked to the studio behind the film. Welcome back. Angel Studios is breaking the entertainment mold. Its newest film in theaters is doing well, even competing with and outdoing some big studio films. Angel Studios is also behind the series called The Chosen. The platform relies on thousands of angel investors. This allows creators to crowdfund, create and distribute films and TV shows as well, while keeping creative control. The studio's new film called his only son debuted at number three opening weekend also had a strong easter weekend as well in a little over a week it's netted over 11 million dollars on a mere $250,000 budget the film his only son is about the story in the old testament where god told abraham to sacrifice his only son isaac joining us now is jared gesey senior vp of global distribution at angel studios now jared The movie number three for the opening weekend box office strong easter weekend as well what do you think is behind this momentum
3: uh crowds are just excited i think to celebrate uh this this amazing story uh, about abraham and i think it's just a whole line of faith-based films that have been coming out this year and so audiences are hungry for this kind of content that aligns with their faith and their values
0: now, why do you think this film is able to compete with, you know, bigger budget films?
3: Yeah, again, I think it's a part of that audience hunger. And, and the big part of how Angel Studios does that is we have an ongoing relationship with our audience. We're always talking to them. And, and so the, the Angel Guild is a group of our crowd investors that selected this film, and they told us we want this film. And, uh, and so that's a big reason why we had a lot of confidence to put it out there wider. It actually scored in our top three films as we tested it with our audience. And, uh, and they said, Let- let's have this film. So we were excited to bring it to markets and had that kind of confidence to see it perform in theaters.
0: Now, for those who haven't seen the film, what would you say would be the biggest reason for going and see- seeing this?
3: Well, it wrestles with uh, really one of the most well-known and challenging parts—a uh, Bible story. You know, the, uh, the story of, of Abraham and Isaac and Sarah. And so, it's a story that everyone is familiar with. But he really—the uh, film explores that from a very human perspective—to to bring this challenging story to light. And what would it be like to to wrestle with that kind of request? Um, and so. I think it's it brings the scripture to life, and and that's what I think. Just like the chosen, that's what resonates with audiences.
0: Now, do you have to be a religious person to enjoy this film?
3: No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a, a core audience, but again, this the the story of Abraham is at the root of you know all the Abrahamic faiths, and and uh, and so it's a story that is just a part of major. Cultures, you know, the world over, and so um, just because of that awareness alone, listening to and understanding what this story is about, I think is is a, something that's worth checking out for audiences of all kinds.
0: I see. Now I understand the film is partially crowdfunded. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? How 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 does that work?
3: Yeah, so the film itself was completed, but what we what was new for this one is that what was crowdfunded was called the Prince and advertising, or the P&A, and that's the part of theatrical distribution where, uh, you know, we are bringing the film to theaters to pays for just the advertising and the awareness to, to actually place the film in theaters. It's the first time that that has been crowdfunded before, and the audiences came out and, and we raised about $1.235 million uh, in only 100 hours, and so uh, it just the audience just said, let's see this film and jumped in behind it. So that this unique model of crowdfunding is something that we partner with all the creators that work with Angel Studios to help them crowdfund. And so we really believe in the wisdom of the crowd and the, the P&A and the crowdfunding is how we tap into that.
0: I see. Just one more thing. What's next after this project?
3: Yeah, we have a powerful film called Sound of Freedom uh, that stars Jim Caviezel, and Mira Sorvino and Bill Camp, And uh, it is uh, coming to theaters in the second half of of 2023.
0: All right, great. Thank you for joining us today, Jared. Hope you have a great, great week.
3: Thank you, my pleasure.
0: Ever wonder what an ancient Egyptian might've looked like? Now you don't have to. Brazilian experts have used digital imaging to reveal the face of an Egyptian man who lived 35,000 years ago. It's a detailed facial approximation of the skull Nazlet Kader. The skeletal remains were discovered in 1980 in Egypt's Nile Valley. Experts believe the man was between 17 to 29 years old at the time of his death. He was also believed to be around 5 feet and 3 inches tall. Researchers plan to show the facial reconstruction at an exhibit in the future. And that's it today from the NTD business team and myself, Don Ma. If you have any news, tips, or feedback for the show, please email us at business at ntd.com. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.